JoeVertigan.com. Uh, we were talking to Mike Randerson. And Mike, when we left off in our last segment, uh, you had discussed uh, purchasing uh, three Howe chassis uh, in pieces and assembling them and, in a sense, becoming a, a, a dealer for Howe chassis. And you had you know, got the ten grand after some, some trying with the bank to, to get things started. But that being the Howe chassis dealer, was that part of the... Uh, precursor, which later became Rander Car Racing. Uh, take us from there. Yeah, it sure was, Joe. So, um, Phyllis and I go over to Hall Racing and pick up... Which is in, what, Beaverton, Michigan? Beaverton, Michigan, yep. 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 i got to give you a little aside. We had been there years before. Sure. At the end of the 72 season, when I was working with Roger Paul, as we thought about the 73 season... Um, Team McLaren was running an aluminum big block V8 in their Can-Am cars. Okay. And Team McLaren had a place over in Detroit, Michigan. Sure. So me being a nosy guy like I am, Phyllis and I took a fall trip. Right. And we went over to McLaren and, and they showed me what they were doing and stuff. It was amazing what they were doing. Sure. Joe, they were running this aluminum big block V8 without cylinder liners. They were running in the aluminum cylinders. They had a silicone coating that they were using. Wow. Long story short, Joe, what they were doing was fine for them, but it sure wouldn't be fine for what I was doing. Right, exactly. So anyway, on the way back from there, we stopped at Beaverton, Michigan at Howe Racing. Right. So now this is the fall of 1972. Sure. And Howe himself, they had just come together at that time. Right. And uh, they are actually getting ready for what they call the, the Pittsburgher race in Heidelberg, Pennsylvania. Okay. For uh, They were going to be going the next week. And so I met Ed Howe, and I met Herb Bryn there, who was oh. the business manager. And so we touched base a little bit, sure. ironically, never thinking we would ever cross paths again. Sure. But it's kind of funny how that goes. But wow. Anyway, uh, getting back. So we bring these chassis kits home, and Gary Rayborn was my first customer. Gary was a, a welder at Miller Electric at the time. Sure. And so um, he bought a kit from me. And the cars came, the roll cages were notched and bent. And the front, the way I was buying them from, from Ed Howe, the Chevrolet front stub and then their, their, their Fabricated side rails came as one unit, and sure. then the tailpiece came as another, and so the, the cars were fairly easy to put together, to be honest about it. And so Gary bought the first one, and then um, the Miller boys that we talked about with Pete Parker oh, sure. driving that car. Yep, from they, Seymour, right? Yep, they bought one of them, and uh, I think Bob Heinrichs bought the the, the last one would have been for Roger Paul then, for right? Roger Paul, yeah, and that was done very hurriedly. We put that car together in just a couple of weeks. Wow! Um, key surprise. I don't know. If Cork surprise. That. That's him. He helped me put it together, and uh, so anyway, that for the '77 season, then basically those were pretty much all we had in cars, along about. Um, I guess it was probably May. Along comes Kent Pearson from uh, um, from Michigan. Yeah, and Kent had heard about the cars and stuff. 
he bought a car from me, and of course, he was in no big hurry to get it until he put money down, you know. That big jaw, sure, so, yep. Anyway, That's a Norway Speedway yeah, Hall of Famer yeah. right there. And if you remember the story I told up at Norway, this is about that story where he bought the car from me and I started putting it together. Well, Phyllis was expecting our daughter Summer at the time. Sure. And so uh, she was born July 22nd, sure. 1977. And uh, <laughs> Kent's car got put back a week, and he always com he always teased me about that. Oh, he? sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but so for the '77 season, you know, that was pretty much it. We um, we nurse mated the cars somewhat. You know what I mean? It was a totally different deal for me than than having control over these cars you sure know what I'm saying right but I did the best I could to intermingle with their individual crews and I have to say that um, Roger Paul had his moments with his car where he run really good and uh, Pete Parker jumping in that Miller car oh sure um, turned some heads and so by the fall of the 1977 season after it had wound up Interest had somewhat grown, sure. you know, and the confidence, and so people started coming to us. Now, were these were those cars asphalt and dirt they were running on competitively um, at the time? Those three cars, um, well, initially they were run on just dirt. Right. Okay. Um, what happened, though, was, um, and I think this was in the 78th season, Kent Pearson kept the same car. Right. And uh, Escanaba paved right. the track. And uh, so, you know, he was, he ran good on the dirt, but he ran super on the pavement. Sure. And uh, so. So Kent was your first UP customer, correct? Would that be accurate to say? Yes. Okay. Yep. Bobby Iverson had come over after, after uh, Kent was running so good. Right. Another guy by the name of Tom Lacoste. Yes. He came and bought a car from me. Scott Hansen ended up with that car. I actually. know that story very well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so Bobby Iverson knew in his mind he had a, a picture of the ability that Tom Lacoste had as a driver. Right. And Tom Lacoste would get fast time. Sure. And Bobby, so he brought his boys car over to me. Right. And in, in defense of the boys' car, it was a dirt car right. that they converted over and what have you. And so I did what I could to help him, and I think I helped him somewhat. Sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, after, and it's funny how you do the right thing. We talked about this before. Right. You know, and Bobby became a fantastic friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, the next year we did sell him a car. But anyway... Um, yeah, that pretty much, uh, the 78 season, we just slowly gained momentum, Joe. And you know, I wish I could remember chronologically the names and stuff that came along. But So was um, Randercar Racing an established business yeah, then yes, by 1978? It was, it was called Randercar initially when I got uh, the Howe dealership. Was, now, was Gary Rayborn one of your, fir your first employees, correct? Yeah. So backing up until... Um, after Gary had built his own car and things started picking up, um, I think Gary came to work for me uh, not until uh, 79. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So from 77, 78, and 79, you know, we just gradually started building a clientele and the cars started getting successful. People. Now, were you doing exclusively how chassis at this point? We were doing exclusively how chassis. We would do our own things to the cars. Right. Yeah. And so um, after the. In, during the 79 season, a guy come along by the name of Kendall Brew. Okay. Kendall Brew, actually, he came along after the end of the 78 season. You know, remember Rod Brew? So this was Rod Brew's dad, this correct? Was Rod Brew's father. He okay. Worked, he worked for AT&T, and he had come out of the Chicago district. Sure. And he had raced at Santa Fe Speedway. Okay. He owned uh, cars, and Arnie Gardner drove for him. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so anyway, when they moved over here, you know, he he come moseying over to the shop and and he'd help me out just to, to do something. Sure, sure. I never even paid him for. It. He didn't ask for. It. He didn't want to be paid. It right, was one right. One of those deals. The love of this of the sport. And so finally, we put a car together. He said he wanted to buy a car, so we put a special car together. Did some trick things to it, and it was that pink, that. And blue. It had Ken Sports on Ken it. Ken Sports car that Pete Parker initially yep. drove. And out of the box, that thing was a world beater. I remember as a kid at the pier every Sunday that summer, and Pete would get fast time most nights and would win frequently. I, I remember that car very well. Yeah. And uh, that's the car that we ended up... Um, he needed an engine for it, and Ed Howe had a Baker engine okay. that he had used. In fact, he had won the Minnesota Fair with that engine at the year before, and then he sent the engine over to Malkut okay. in Ohio, and Malkut rebuilt it. They didn't do anything but rebuild it. and, and uh, So when Pete got it, it was fresh, but it wasn't brand new. Was right. And... But boy, we put that thing in that car, and she, you know, it was just a great combination. Those guys, um, Kent and my nephew Jim would go along with them guys a lot because Pete wanted to go to Iowa and stuff all the time. I sure. Mean, um, I think they won at Oskaloosa, Iowa one night and yep. come and won at Kakana the, the, you know, a night or two later. Sure. So asphalt and dirt both with that wow. particular car. But anyway, that's the kind of little successes we had, Joel, going right. along, yep. where the thing began to snowball. And uh, as the 79 season was um, finishing up, by this time, Kent and Pete uh, had separated company. They did that, uh, I think, about two-thirds of the way through the year. Sure. Pete was one of these guys that, you know, he, he wanted to know everything he could know about it and the Sanger cars were were giving us all we could stand and right. more sometimes so he decided he was going to get him a Sanger car right and he did but he really never had the success with that Sanger car there no let's let's pause on that note and uh, we'll pick up with the next segment stand by <laughs> 